Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mad Diva Moment. This is your girl, Anique, the Mad Diva, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in. On this episode, we are going live at the Girl Boss Across event, which happened on Saturday, March 9th here in Los Angeles with keynote speaker, Alori Swank. She definitely dropped a whole lot of gems and jewels for the ladies in the building. There were so many inspired entrepreneurs and this was a really awesome experience. It was actually my second time meeting her and every time I meet her, I can't even explain how awesome her energy is. So brace yourself, this podcast will be running about an hour and a half long And again, we did record live, so pardon the background music and noise. Hopefully, you will be able to hear it. I think we did pretty good recording. So, here it goes. difficult and you got to stick through it but the only thing that makes it easier is when you have 
support. So find your support in here and in other rooms. Yeah. All right, so how did I get started? Um, oh, I feel like this is a long story and I tell it almost every day, but I was going to the University of Georgia. Um, my goal was to get a few different degrees in a four year span. I did not want to stay longer than four years. I needed all them degrees though. So what I did was I went to school all year round, literally. Unless the school kicked us out on that holiday, I was in school. So in the summer, I was in school. The only breaks I had were I think spring break and Thanksgiving and that's because the school shut down. Other than that, I was in school for four years straight. I ended up graduating. I was supposed to go to medical school because from the age of two, three, I had always said I was gonna be a neurosurgeon and that's what I went to school to study. So when I graduated, I decided I wanted to reward myself by taking a year off and hanging out. That was, that was my plan. I'm going to hang out, chill. I'm not gonna do no schoolwork. I'm gonna move back to Atlanta, where I'm from, and I'm just gonna hang out for a year, and then I'll go back to school. In that year, I met the VP of A&R for Jive Records, and he asked me to style one of his artists. At the time, I had no idea what a stylist was, and so I responded to him, I don't do hair. Cause I didn't know, <laughs> I had no idea that you can get paid to dress people. Like I didn't know that this was a thing. When you say stylist to me, I'm like, oh, okay, hair. And he said, no, I need you to dress her. I need you to dress her, just dress her how you dress and we'll be fine. Which is lesson number one, you're always networking. So whether you think you are or not, if you're in the grocery line at Ralph's, if you are at the mall, if you are at the dentist, you are always networking. There's always an opportunity there. So always present yourself in the way that you wanna be addressed. So I tell him, okay, fine, I'll do it. An hour later, I, I got a phone call from the accounting department at Sony BMG. They owned Jive Records at the time. And they wanted my EIN number, they wanted an invoice, they wanted to know where they were wiring this budget to. Um, oh yeah, send the W-9, all these things. I, I just graduated from college. <laughs> I'm out here chilling. Like, I, this is not what I set out to do. But be resourceful and learn how to adapt. So I told her, I'm in the middle of something, can I give you a call back in an hour? She said, yeah, sure. In that hour, I Googled every single thing she imaginable on how to run a business, start a business, every single thing that she asked me for, I got on that good Google and I figured out how to get it. So in the course of seven days, I created an entire business. An EIN number, got that on irs.gov for free, real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, I had a P.O. box, a, a business license, a business bank account. Every single thing that I needed to have, I got in that week. So lesson number two, do not wait for somebody to tell you how to do something. Figure it out. Google is your friend. So many people sleep on Google. I've learned so much and made so much money from Google. Do not be afraid to use it. So I end up starting this company. I have this one client who signed to a major label. 
Um, I'm learning as I go along. So even down to what do you charge? I probably was in business for three years before I even became comfortable figuring out what to charge. So I would find ways around it. People would ask me what I charge and I would ask them, well, what's the budget? Like literally. So you have to learn how to adapt to situations. Don't let experience or lack thereof stop you from doing certain things because ingenuity is born from inexperience. If you're already experienced, you're going to do things the same way everyone else does it. And that's gonna keep you from being different. So if you don't know how to do something, figure out how to do it or do it in your own way. So I'm styling this girl, she's 16. She decides, you know what, this little six months or however long it was, it's been cool. I just wanna be normal, I wanna go to college, I'm out of here. So here I am now with no client, no resume, no portfolio, nothing. Like, I'm back to figuring it out again. And that's what business is going to be like. It is you constantly figuring out new things, new ways to do something. It is a forever learning process. So if you think that you're gonna wake up one day and think you got this thing called business figured out, somebody lied to you. And that is not how it is. So. Here I am, been working as a stylist, getting label checks. Meanwhile, I'm still new. I don't know what I'm doing. So I decide to take some time to build my portfolio, to test, which is basically work for free, so I can get some experience, some credits on my resume, stuff like that. Another lesson, never be afraid to take a step backwards so you can later take 10 forward. So I figure out how to do um, you know, come up with my resume, um, build a portfolio, and then I'm getting clients and doing this, is that, and the third. But in the same token, I'm also finding ways to support myself. So I started selling clothes out of my closet. Granted, the idea came from the fact that every time I would donate my clothes, my friends, my friends on Facebook and my friends in real life would harass me about, well, why, why didn't you let us see what you was getting rid of before you got rid of it? Like, every six months you go to Goodwill and you take all these clothes and they always think you're moving because it's so much, but you didn't ask us, what do we want? So one night I decided, you know what? I'm gonna take pictures of all this stuff and I'm gonna post it online and whoever wants it, you can grab it. Boom, I'll make it $5, $10. I think the most expensive thing in there was $15. Um, I've never had an online store before, but once again, I went back to my good friend Google. And when I Googled, Google said, Big Cartel, here's a website. So, I took the pictures on my iPhone, um, put the pictures up, the next morning I woke up, I wanna say I had like $700 in my PayPal account. Like, and in that moment I was like, oh, okay, um, let me take some more pictures of some more stuff. Let's do this again and see what happens. And my marketing at the time was literally me changing my Facebook status, because at the time, I think that really was all you could do on Facebook. I would change my Facebook status to say, hey y'all, new items up, boom. It would sell out by the morning, I would do it again. And I kept repeating the process until I ran out of clothes. And then where did I end up going? Back to Goodwill. Cause I'm like, okay, if I'm taking my clothes to Goodwill, I know everybody else is taking their stuff there too. Maybe I can find something inexpensive, resell it and keep this thing going. Especially because every day my demand was growing. So I was growing with my customer base. 
which is another lesson. Don't be afraid to start off where you're at. Everybody asks me these questions about investors and how much should I start off with and how can I get a loan? And in my mind, I'm like, why would you want to start your business off in the red? Mm -hmm. Like, why would you want to dig yourself a hole that you didn't have to climb out of? Why don't you just start off on the solid ground that you're on? So start where you're at. Um, eventually, that process turned into me creating this monster called Swank Blue today with all these different clothes, all these different options. Granted, I jumped through a lot of the story and it sounds beautiful and it sounds like it was easy and it sounds like I wasn't stressed out or it sounds like I didn't mess up. It sounds like, you know, it was just a smooth little trajectory, but it wasn't. I definitely had my moments where I was over it, definitely had my moments where I failed, definitely had my moments where I lost everything and had to start over. But that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, is you pick up all these broken pieces, you put them together in a new way. So I don't even know if I answered your question at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You but actually answered a couple of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask them again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's yeah. good. Okay, perfect. So, you did say a lot, so a lot of these Just questions. Just the list. Okay. okay. All right, so what do you feel are some common attributes of successful um, I think common attributes of successful people, one would definitely be self-discipline. Um, I say all the time that you're not gonna be motivated every day. You're not, you're not, like I'm not. But if you develop self-discipline, eventually you'll become self-disciplined enough that people from the outside looking in won't be able to tell the difference between whether you're motivated or you are self-disciplined. People look at me all the time, they're like, you're so motivated. I'm like, girl, I did not feel like doing this today. <laughs> like, please don't get it twisted. I was not in the mood. Like, I wanted to hang out. I wanted to read a book. I wanted to sleep. Like, I'm this motivation thing, it's not always gonna be there. I'm self-disciplined enough to where you look at me and you're like, she's always motivated. And eventually, you will be like that too. You just have to develop self-discipline. So I think self-discipline is the biggest one. And then with that comes consistency. The more you do something, as people see that you're doing it, they'll start to recognize you for that and it'll, it'll help aid in your success. <laughs> okay, so what do you love most about being an entrepreneur? I think what I love most about being an entrepreneur is the freedom. Um, I have the freedom to make my own decisions. I have the freedom to decide if I want to go hard today or if I want to slack off. I have the freedom to be able to cancel whatever I'm doing and go help somebody that's in need. Um, I have the freedom to say, you know what? I want to take a trip and I can just go. So I think that for me is my favorite part of it all. Mm -hmm. So this question is not down, but I just thought of it. It's a good question. <laughs> so do you like to plan ahead or would you rather plan ahead or do you work better under pressure? Who would you like? Okay, so I'm a planner. I love planning, 
But I had to check myself one day because I was planning myself into procrastination. Like you ever met somebody that just got so many plans and they've been planning so long and it's like, when are you actually gonna do it? Yeah. Um, I had to realize that I was that girl. It was like, sis, you got books full of plans. What are you, what are you gonna do? So um, in me realizing that about myself, I also realized that I have this theme where whenever I'm thrown into a situation and it's high pressure and the average person would not be able to win in it, I do best in that. And so I've tried to find balance between planning things out but not allowing my desire to be planned or to plan everything stop me from actually doing it. So if you throw me in something and it's like high pressure, I'm trained to go, like I'm gonna go. Um, if I have time to plan, I'll plan it out, but I have to be disciplined in only giving myself a certain amount of time to plan something before I have to force myself to execute. Mm -hmm. So if I say, I'm gonna take three weeks to plan this out, and two weeks and six days later, I still ain't have no plan, guess what? Sis, you gonna have to go without a plan, figure it out. difficult part would fall back to motivation like when you go so hard and you've been going for so long sometimes you just don't want to go and I think that's really where that self-discipline kicks in because now if I don't want to do it I do it anyway like I, I pep talk myself all the time it's like well if you was at somebody else's job you would get up and go and you would sit your ass there and be miserable but you would do it so be your own boss today and take your ass to work like I have those conversations with myself so I think that it really would boil down to producing at a high level all the time okay so do you love to win or do you need to lose I don't think about losing um, I understand that losing is a part of the process and I understand that you need to lose sometimes in order to win. But one thing I know, especially like if you think about sports, you don't aim at what you're not trying to hit. So if I'm trying to win, I don't focus on, oh, I don't want to lose. Losing is not what I'm looking at. If it happens, cool, I get up and I try to win again. So to answer the question, I love to win. Um, that I'm a winner. Losing, I don't worry about. I experience it, but I keep it pushing. I like that. So I, I'll delete all of my lost questions. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your inspiration? My inspiration changes. Um, my inspiration changes as my purpose changes. So lately, I'm really, really inspired by other girls. Especially like girls like y'all in this room who are like, you know what, I'm ready to get it. Cause I look and I'm like, yo, if they ready, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> I wanna go too. And even with me creating my whole little tribe, that thing has turned into, I don't even know what it is right now. And sometimes I'm overwhelmed. Like I just will randomly start crying. I'm not even a crier like that. I'm just like, it's so beautiful. Like, <laughs> yes. it's, it's insane, but I'm, I'm inspired by 
those people, like the people who have taken so many losses, but they just keep going no matter where they're at, whether they just started or like if they're at the top of their game. Like I look at successful people and I learn their stories. Like I want to know what you've been through because I know it was not easy the whole time. So to watch them or read their books or, or look at their videos on YouTube and see, oh wow, like Mark Cuban used to drive a car with a hole in the floor and he could see the road as he was driving. Like he's a billionaire now. So just looking at other people and watching them overcome their struggles, it's inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And I will say just real quick that you have inspired me because the first time I ever First of all, I didn't even know who Lori Smith was until like 2014, I think. And Girl, that is was, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like it was you yesterday. Know, you know, because you were at the Ladies Who Brunch um, event that oh was in God, LA. That was that long ago? That was my first time. Oh, wow. I was like, what? Brittany, she's the one who invited me. She was like, you don't know Lori? I know she, <laughs> she knew you before that. And I was like, no, I didn't know. But, but listening to your story, I was like, oh my God, I'm so inspired because I was that struggling entrepreneur at the time. Yes. So, you know, my business has grown tremendously. And, you know, there are people that you follow on Instagram. Um, you know, because when you think about it, you wake up every morning and that's the first thing you do. You grab your phone, you go look at what somebody else is doing. Right, and so I figure if you're gonna do that, you might as well be following people who you're inspired by, or who's gonna give you a motivating post, or somebody who's gonna keep you going. Like you're in a bed, and you're like, oh God, I don't feel like going. Like it's not, I don't see results. It's hard, but I see somebody who's doing it and who's successful. So let me just let me just trust the process, and let me just get up and let me do it. And I feel like you were one of those people who I woke up and I saw, and I'm like, her quotes. She's inspiring me. Let me follow her. I want her book. Like, cause you know what I'm saying? When you, when you get to the point where your business has grown and you you are like just so overwhelmed. Like even with your tribe. Like if you guys are on Facebook, is anybody in her tribe? Is anybody oh, in the tribe? Yes, tribe. Yes, tribe. Yes, tribe. Yes, tribe. So yeah, she, we know we I was the The tribe is, to me, the tribe is a feeling. I still don't even really have a way to describe it yet, but since I've been put on the spot, um, years ago I started this thing called E-Boutique 101. And E-Boutique 101 essentially is where I would teach people how to start their own online store. Because at the time that I started mine, there were no resources like this, and I wish I would have had a place I could go or something I could sign up for that would be like, look, if you want to do it and you want to do it well, follow these steps. And so I decided I wanted to create that. So it started off as just a one day webinar. Like I would have guest speakers on my online webinar. So Rashida and like Toya Wright and all of these people were my guest speakers. And I st- kind of stopped doing it for a while, but then I decided, you know what? I'm going to bring it back. And this time, instead of it just being a live one-day webinar, I want to make it like a 12-week curriculum. So it's insane. It's six modules, 55 different lessons. 
I'm covering everything from how to get your mind right mentally to like picking or buying your domain name, um, Facebook retargeting and hacking sales funnels. Like I take y'all from the beginning all the way down to scaling your business to doing multiple millions because that is the personal goal I've set for myself through EBT 101. I want to have a hundred students who earn a million dollars or more through taking that program. So. I made this insane program and I said, you know what? Everybody's always talking about these Facebook groups. Like, maybe I should just make a Facebook group. And I was hesitant to do it because to be completely transparent, I've been on Facebook since only 25 schools were on Facebook. I was the first girl on my campus to get 100 friends and they threw me a party in my sociology class. <laughs> like, that's how long, that's how long I've been on Facebook. So to watch it turn into this thing where you could have a TV show and this, I'm just like, yo, I just wanna change my status and keep it moving. Like, I don't know what this is, but I saw that that's where you can kind of create a sense of community. So I said, you know what? Let me just make a little Facebook group. I'll see who want to be in it. Like, it's fine. And I did. And it has morphed into this. Like, the first day, it was maybe like 30 people in there. And then a couple hours later, it was 100 people. And everybody was so positive. Like, it made no sense. Everybody was nice, helping each other. Like, oh, go here for vendors. I bought my domain here. Here's a coupon code. And I'm like... Yo, like these people are bomb. Like, <laughs> let me talk. And so I was in there talking, and then the next day, we had somehow magically turned into 1,400 people. And people started spreading the word. Like, I think this morning we were at like 4,000 people. This thing ain't even been around two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, it's nuts. But it, it turned into this movement of just positivity and resources. And so, just like how I was saying, y'all lean on each other in this room inside that group that's what we're all doing and when i said i stopped and just started crying it was because one of my purposes and my goals has been to help people who can't help themselves in that moment because i know what it feels like to get to a point where you don't have nothing you don't have no money you don't even have hope like i know what that feels like so to have an environment where somebody can be in that group and start to see the light again, I got like really emotional. I'm like, yo, I, like all those old feelings started popping back up and to watch people come out of it or feel like, you know what, I can make it today. Yes. Fucking waterworks, again. <laughs> like I literally yes. never was a crier before this tribe. I'm one of those girls where I'm like, are you gonna boss up or cry? I'm gonna do both, but I'm gonna boss up longer. Like I'm that girl, but now I'm just like this raging ball of emotion. But the tribe has become a place. It's like a haven. It's a haven for people who are going through something whether they've only been going through it for a day or they've been going through it for a couple years, to come together and say, you know what, sis, we got you. Like, whether we know you or not, they're in there, they're like, yo, we a family. And I'm like, yep, we sure are. Like, first I used to joke like, okay, we all go together. But no, like, <laughs> literally, it's it's like a family.
family. It's very genuine. It's very positive. We all want to help each other win because in the tribe, we understand that there is enough for everyone to be successful. And if we're all successful, we can all do our part to reach back down and grab somebody else and eventually make the entire world a better place. So that's what the tribe is. Um, yeah, I think that was the question. Yeah, we're all a part of the tribe, so I would suggest you guys, you know, be a part of the tribe too. To get some of this girl boss. Oh, stuff. how do they get in it? So I think that was the question, right? What was Went off on a tangent. Okay, so if you go on Facebook, just type in eBoutique 101 and the banner is of me in yellow. You'll see it. It's eBoutique 101 Tribe. You should be able to find it. It's closed, so you have to request to be a member, but we will let you in soon. Awesome. So um, I'm going to, like, some of these questions you answer, so I'm going to skip through. Um, how do you balance work and personal life when being an entrepreneur almost 24-7? I don't balance. And I don't let the world bully me into thinking I'm supposed to be balanced. Because I think majority of the people who ask balance questions are, how do I be balanced? It's because they heard somebody else tell them they're supposed to be balanced. Is that even what you want? I don't want balance right now. Like, I want to be balling. So if I want to be balling, then I can't be balanced right now. Something has to take the back seat. So if I'm really, really obsessed with work in that point in time, that's where I find my balance, is in juggling my work. And when it comes to my family, I make sure that they're all bought in. Like they all gotta know, yo, in this point in time, this is where my focus is. I want to hustle. Are you going to get on board? Are you going to get behind me? Because if you're not, I'm gonna have to leave you right here where you're at and come back and get you when I move on to the family side of balance. If you are, then you can understand and you can support me. But when you tell them this, it makes it a lot easier for you to go through the process that you're going through. And you're not always going to be in that phase or in that cycle. Because I've had my moments where all I was about was family. I've taken six and eight month long vacations and y'all didn't even know because I was still posting every day. But meanwhile, I'm like, no, I'm chilling with the family today. Like, I'm not I'm not working. I'm not doing nothing. And that's where my balance was in that time. So I think if you decide what balance means to you instead of worrying about what society tells you balance is supposed to be, and it's, I feel like their definition of balance is impossible. Like, you can't be a super mom, super entrepreneur, super wife, super... You can't be all those things at the same time, just like how you can't be in three places at the same time. And just like, we're here right now. You can't be at home as well. And you don't feel bad and beat yourself up about it because you know you're going back home after you leave. To me, that's what balance is. It's like, I'm right here in this moment right now. This is what's getting my attention. And I'm going to go home, and it's going to be fine. So have you ever had to sacrifice any relationships because of your business or because like maybe somebody told you, oh, you work too much or maybe like a relationship because we don't know your um Right, because I keep that on. So she's very private about that. Part, I mean, I got to keep saying stuff to myself. I tell y'all everything. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, have you ever had to sacrifice a, a relationship because of your business or because of your work, work ethic? 
Um, I would say relationships go outside just like the, you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend yeah. um, type of relationships. It's friends too. It's family. Like all these things are relationships. And when it comes to me, I'm very, very picky about my relationships. I'm very selective. Like, you know how they say be as selective as you are with picking your bundles as you are with picking your dues or like I'm that person like you got to have certain characteristics your mindset has to be a certain way in order for me to decide that I want you as a friend or a lover or anything else so I haven't really had to sacrifice relationships and when I did it was easy for me because I realized, oh, you just picked the wrong friend. You misread this person's hustle. If you would have figured out that they were like-minded from the get-go, you wouldn't have to be cutting them off right now. So cut it off and keep it moving. It don't have to be a long ceremony. when you. you I don't even have to tell people when I cut them off. <laughs> like some people just don't, they're just like, oh, she just don't talk to us. No. Like I'm moving so fast that you cut yourself off because you can't keep up. So. To answer your question, I haven't because I make sure that if I am dating somebody, I don't, if if I wake up in the morning and your first thing is, oh, what's on TV? Like, no, I need somebody who's gonna wake up and say, babe, what are we killing today? Like, what are we going after? Like, what are we doing? Oh, I gotta work late. Cool, get it. Don't come home until you get the money. Like, that's the person that I need to be with. And because I acknowledge that within myself, it makes it easy for me to still do what I do. Okay, perfect. Okay, so what have been some great marketing techniques, techniques that you adopted for your project? When it comes to marketing, um, I like to do stuff everybody else won't do. So I don't even necessarily think that my marketing has to be revolutionary or it has to be something that's never been done before. I just, I look at it like this. If you are willing to do what your competition is not willing to do, eventually they won't be your competition. Right. So if some people are like, oh, I'm too good to go knocking door to door, guess what is doing? Y'all, we knocking door to door this week because everybody else too good to knock door to door. So that's what we do. Um, nobody's passing out flyers anymore. Everybody wants to buy Facebook ads. Got it. Y'all keep buying them Facebook ads, and I'm going to go figure out something else to do. I'm going to start making phone calls. That's one of my mark. I don't know if anybody in here has ever gotten a phone call from me, but I have days where I will literally say, where's the customer list? I will pick up my phone and just start calling people. Hey, it's Olori, and they're like, hold on, what Olori? Like, Olori, Olori, like this. Yes. Just call them to say, hey, thanks for shopping with us. Guess what they're gonna do? Get on that good Twitter. Olori just called me, so who's Olori? Why she's so hype? Why she's so excited? Oh, she got blue hair. Oh, her tweets are cool. Follow, that's <coughs> marketing. So you have to think about what everybody else isn't doing. Yeah. What is everybody else too good to do? And you go do that, and do it consistently. Yes, sis. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is a good time to start building a team? 
I think you build a team when you can afford to build a team. And I think that you don't feel bad when you don't have a team. Because a lot of people think that, oh, I can't, I can't do as well as I want to because I need a team. I need a team, I need a team. I hear that just as much as I hear I need an investor. Um, you can get really, really far by yourself if you stop telling yourself that you can't. It's been plenty of times where I was my own damn team, which is how I know how to make my own graphics. I know how to code my own website. Cause guess what? If somebody else ain't there to do it, and there's nothing more beautiful than knowing how to play the position in every part of your company because sometimes even with a team, people will fall off. But the train can't stop because one wheel broke. Like somebody gotta get in that position and sometimes that person has to be you. So you need to know how to do everything from sweeping the floors to washing the bathrooms to whatever it takes in your business. You need to learn how to do something in that position and keep doing it until you make enough money to be able to hire somebody to take that spot so you can do more. You for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just cover everything. I don't have nothing else to say. Really? Okay, so, that was it? I mean, no, no, no. That's not oh, it. But at this time, I want to open the floor for a couple questions from you guys. So if anybody has a question, I just want you to stand up um, and say your name. And then you can ask the Lord a question. Anybody? Yes. I'm funny. I really appreciate your. Thank you. Because everything you said has touched me in what I do. The struggle is hard as hell. It is. It's hard. So, anyway, I just want you to Instagram. That's right. My Instagram is my name. It's at O'Lori Swank. So, it's O L O R I S W A N K. I'm the same thing on everything. So, Twitter. Um, Facebook, Instagram, whatever is coming next in two years, I'll be the same thing there. Oh, and if you have the book, it's it's in there too. Yeah, so it's, it's all of her candles and also the evil tea. Next one. I have a question. Oh. Okay. Um, my name is April, and I'm I'm just wanting to know because I've been calling Lori for a long time. So, you know, and I was just like, oh my goodness, she's like growing so, so, so much. And it's like crazy because of the fact that you teach everybody all the time. That's why I was just talking about the lives. Like, you drop so much stuff on there that people pay thousands of dollars for. Like, literally. And you can ask her anything and she acknowledges all the questions. So, it's good she did give you guys her Instagram because seriously, she really does help. But my question is, I'm a new business owner and... Sometimes I have like pitfalls with certain things because you have people who say, well, if you have this, then I will buy that. Or when are you gonna do this? And like for me, it's like, <sighs> how do you do business sometimes without taking it too personal? Especially like with your friends, mm-hmm. you know, not supporting you and you supported them. <sighs> I know that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously, like that. Okay, so yeah. let, me, let me help you. First things first. The opinions that I value the most are the ones that come with a dollar. So, if somebody said, I need you to have blue pants, I'm going to need to go 
find some old transaction where you bought the red ones. Because if you ain't never bought nothing from me, you're not going to now. And I'm not going to spin my wheels and keep buying all the inventory because you keep playing with me. That. That's number one. So learn the people to listen to because everything else outside is just noise. Yeah. And people will tell you all day, do this, go here. I get so angry at people when they give advice on things that they've never been through. Which is why when people ask me, oh, you know, how do I juggle my marriage? I'd be like, hey, let me pause you right there. Go ask somebody that's married. Because it would be super irresponsible of me to give you marriage advice and I'm not married. But everybody else ain't gonna be like that. They're gonna turn you into their little guinea pigs. and like, oh, I got this idea and this. So you have to learn who to listen to. So when it comes to the, oh, I would do this, listen. Listen to the people who have supported you already. Your customers will tell you exactly what they want every single time. If they don't tell you directly, they will tell you through the sales. What's selling the most? Bring that. Bring more of that. When it comes to the friends and the family that's not supporting you, I take that same energy that I would use to complain and whine and cry and feel away about the people that's not supporting me and I turn it into love for the people who are supporting yeah, me. Yeah. So when I get on that live and I'm talking to y'all and I'm like, yes, what you wanna know? Oh, ha ha. It's because these are the people that support me. Yeah. I can't be on my live worried about the people that's not on there. That's not fair to the right. people who are on my live. Right. And it's the same thing with your business. Like, show love to the people who are supporting you. The ones who are not, whether they're your friends, your family, whoever, they don't matter to your business. Yeah. So don't focus on them. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Manisha, and I'm in the process of launching a women's apparel brand. And I wanted to know, from your perspective, what is something that should stand out when when a brand wants to reach out to like a stylist or an ambassador or an influencer? What is something about your brand that should stand out? I think you have to figure out what it is about your brand that makes it different. Like you gotta figure out your differentiating factor because a lot of us are out here selling the same stuff. Like we just are. But why is it that somebody would buy it from me before they buy it from you? Is it because they like my personality? Is it because they're more bought into me? Because I have instances where something I'm selling is more expensive than the next girl. They're still gonna buy it from me because they're like, no, we love a Lori. <laughs> like, and that's probably a knockoff anyway. Meanwhile, we all have the same thing. I get those messages like all the time, like, oh, they knocked you off again, girl. And I just laugh. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like, we all have the same vendor. This is funny. But it's because I have made, I've found my differentiating factor. I know my people buy into me. So I sell me. So you have to decide what is it that you want people to buy into when they buy from you. Thank you. One more. that I was never allowed. Um, I had to figure out a lot of stuff on my own. 
if I would have been able to intern or assist for someone, I'm sure I would have made it further faster. But I wasn't privileged enough to do that. So I'm all for people assisting or being interns. But I'm also for if you can't find anyone to intern or assist under, work two times, three times as hard as the people who are learning faster than you so you can catch up. Because that's what I had to do. I wanted to intern and assist. Didn't nobody want to fool with me? Now they want to collab and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
ask any dark skin girl, I promise you, she's gonna be like, you know what, that's so for me. <laughs> for me, I wanted to make something where I can kind of nip it in the bud. It's like, why can't we all just appreciate who we are? Like, why do we have to feel like we gotta wait till we get to a certain stage before we can feel appreciated and important too. But because I understand that that way of thinking goes a lot deeper than just the skin, I needed the book to be inspirational too. So even though it's a children's book, there's plenty of adult women that will read it and be like, I gotta get another copy for my little niece because I need to read this book too. <laughs> like I've started thinking about it almost like how the Dr. Seuss books are. Like you know how as a grown up you can read one and really, really get the message? I think that's the same thing with the Zoe Spark book because it's all about following your dreams. I mean, she faces opposition in the book when they're gonna close down the little, her baking class that's her goal is one day to have a bake a pastry store that sells all these things and they're about to close her class so it's like well what am i gonna do like she had to rally up her people her friends come up with ideas and in business Wait, that's what we do oh sorry i didn't give away the end okay. <laughs> sorry but anywho yes so that's the synopsis of the story basically um it's her following her dreams and sticking it out regardless but I just felt like it was important to start to put some positive things out there for kids. Um, I never want kids to feel left behind. And I think that if we do a better job of helping kids when they're kids, we won't have to invest in so much therapy as adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay, so one more question. <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you ever uh, allow opportunities for other small businesses? Like, you know, sometimes it's hard for us Um, I'm definitely always open to collaboration. I just, I wouldn't say that I have one office or one place or one website for you to go to for that to happen. There's plenty of times where a small business will reach out to me and say, oh, hey, you know what? Um, I want to send you this t-shirt for you to wear. And I'll say, that t-shirt is actually really cool. Instead of giving me a free one, how about I just place an order and start to sell them in my store. How soon can you make me a thousand? So instead of it being a, um, let me cut you a check here, or can you mentor me? I find opportunities that match each individual business if they come to me in that way. Some people really just need promotion. It's like, oh, maybe I can just shout them out, or it really just depends on what it is. So I wouldn't say I have any one set thing, but I am always all about helping other people because I've had a lot of people help me and I still have people who will help me. And I think we have to live in a world where we help each other. Like everything, every piece of good that I do for somebody else gets paid back to me even if it's not from that person. And that's how I look at life. So I'm always like, well, how can I help you? How can you help me? Like I'm, I'm all about that.
Um, it's so many times where you meet people who have made it and things like that, and they attitude just don't match who they are. So what she's saying, she really believes it. She lives by it. If you follow her on social media, you know that it's the truth. So she's telling you the truth. She's not just selling you like a dream. I thought that was important because I know people who will charge you for a class and you take the class and they never done it. Oh, I need everybody to get their coins back because you ain't about to be talking about me on the internet. <laughs> no, man. I'm like, mm, I'm going to need for you to make some money because what y'all not going to do is get on that good internet and say, oh, I took her class and mm-hmm. <laughs> I need. One of the things that she was just saying is very important because a lot of times, even for me, like what I used to do when I was starting my business and I was trying to figure out marketing because I also started with no guidance at all back in when nobody I make cosmetics so if you guys don't know I'm just this is a little short story um so I, I make lipstick private label cosmetics on on um, Instagram and I literally started my business from the ground making cosmetics in my kitchen so now you know I'm, my products are super in demand but what I will say is that what she was just saying what I used to do is I used to go um, reach out to this person. Can you do a promotion for me? Can you do this? Can you wear this? Can you wear this? And I realized, oh my God, what are these people getting from me? Like, I'm not doing anything. I want something for free, but I'm not willing to give anything. And so when you come to somebody with a collaboration, you're saying, hey, you know, I have my product, but what I can do for you is, you know what I'm saying? Because we're supposed to work together. So don't necessarily feel like um, if somebody says no to, to you reaching out to them to do something that is, is no because they don't want to help you. Maybe it's no because you didn't present it the right way. So just think about those things as well when you're, when you're you know, starting a business. Because now, it's the year of entrepreneurs. Like, this, this is a season because back in 2010, 2008, you know, there was no resources for entrepreneurs well, there were, but it's, it wasn't easy to access. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, use those resources that you have now, because if you start a business in 2019, you you like you have to win. Like you have no choice. So um, at this time, no, go ahead. Yes, yes. that's when the work really started 
because then I had to figure out how to go out and get my own because that situation did not set me up for the next thing. So to answer your question, it's all about being very, very intentional in where you go. And it's about going after it, not necessarily waiting for it to come to you. A lot of the opportunities that I've been a part of, I've created. I've said, you know what? That's cool. I want to be a part of that. How do I be a part of that? What do I need to participate in that? Who is the type of person that I need to be in order to be worthy of being on that platform? And then I had to do the work. Like I had to say, okay, so I see that such and such did this and I want to do that too. So that means I need to get a portfolio. That means I need to go here. Oh, there's a lot of networking at this event every year. That means I need to get a plane ticket. I need to go there. I need to hop on the bus. However you need to get there, you need to get there. Because I don't want people to think opportunities just drop into your lap. Because even when they do, if you don't go after the next one, you'll be stuck in exactly that same spot. There's a quote that I love that says, even if you're on the right track, you will get ran over if you're standing still. So you got to keep going after it. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Well, okay, hold on. Cause I saw her first and she asked. So I, I'm going to answer both of y'all, but let's okay. let her go first. Thank you. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Shalee. So my question to you is, um, in starting a business, how do you determine who to trust? Um, because I'm in the process of starting a business, and it'll be my first business, so I'm very passionate about it. Um, it's like my baby, and I have an opportunity where I'm going to have a conversation with the VP of a huge company um, that is associated with what I'm trying to do. So in going into a conversation with someone who is accomplishing what you are hoping to accomplish, how much do you share? How much do you not share? Because they say a closed mouth doesn't get fed, but you hear so many horror stories of this person stole my idea. So do you have any advice of someone starting a business and just maneuvering on like who to talk to, who to reach out to for mentorship, who not to, like these are signs that you should look out for, this is what you don't share. Um, do you just have any experience with that? My first thing that I'm gonna tell you is that your gut is there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't trust their gut and it's really weird because if you think about it, your gut has been with you the longest in life. <laughs> like, you was born with it and every time something goes wrong for you, if you think about it, you're like, dang, something told me not to do that. That was your gut. You didn't listen because you chose to listen to someone else who you just met. Meanwhile, you've known your gut this entire time. So the first thing that I'm going to say is learn to be in tune with your gut. If something doesn't feel right, don't go with it. That's how I am. Like somebody could offer me something right now. It could be something that I've wanted for so long. I'm so in tune with my gut that if it don't feel right, I'm not participating. And I'm so in tune with my gut that I don't mind telling you that the reason why I'm not participating is because it don't feel right. All the paperwork could look good. It can, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not gonna do it. So that's thing number one is trust your gut. Thing number two is learn to listen more than you talk. 
Because the other thing is, we get so excited about stuff that we just ramble. We go on and on. It's like, yeah, you know, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to set it up here, and then I'm going to go here. And before you know it, you've given everything away. Right. You're in a conversation, but you're the only person talking. Mm-hmm. You ain't heard nothing that other person said because you was so busy, because so excited. So I had to learn to be comfortable in the silence. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm talking to somebody and they not saying nothing... I don't have to start running my mouth. I just understand that it's a silent moment. It's time for thinking. I want to hear what they have to say. Because when they start talking to you more, it gives you an opportunity to learn who they are. And you can tell a lot about a person if you pay attention to the things that they say and if you ask the right questions. So I don't know if y'all know, like a lot of times on Twitter or whatever, Instagram, I will ask a question. I can tell a lot about a person by the way they answer that question. I asked a question this morning on the eBoutique 101 page, and I was reading the responses, and I was like, it's crazy how much I can tell about this person whose profile I didn't even click on yet. But just from asking this one question and getting their answer, I already know exactly the type of person that they are. So if you learn to listen more than you talk, it'll help you when you're going into these situations and negotiations, and then Pay attention to people's body language. Body language speaks a lot more than whatever's coming out of somebody's mouth. So as people are talking to me, I'm watching like, what are you doing with your body? Like, do you do you look closed off? So if I'm grinding, I want to know, what did you do? You know, 
or having someone that you can look to on how to move will really, really help take you further faster. So whether it be somebody that you hire, like invest in yourself. I know it's scary when you're not making no money. It's scary when you are making money. I pay my person 15 grand. That ain't a whole group of money. So it's like invest in yourself because one, it makes you put your back against the wall because you gotta get that money. So if somebody was to give you some you know, free little advice, because I'm saying I get free advice. Ask yourself how many times you acted on that piece of advice, even if it was good. We always Tribe 2.0, which Tribe 2.0 is actually 
a subscription membership where you get a live um, masterclass from me every month, um, a Q&A session, a group Q&A phone call for an hour. Um, you get workbooks. If you guys follow me on social, you know I be up messing with the workbooks. Um, but you can join the 2.0 tribe and find your accountability partner in there. So if you're having trouble finding a mentor, finding a coach, if you can't quite afford it right now, the cheapest plan is literally a dollar and 30 cents a day. It's $39 a month, cause I know that seems like a lot, but if you think about it, you waste a dollar and 30 cents daily on something. And if you find a Starbucks, that ain't even a dollar and 30 cents. That's something else, that's the whole week. She just said find a mentor, so technically that is a mentorship. A mentor. I created it to be able to mentor on a larger scale because I can't possibly mentor everyone at the same time individually. So, and everybody can't afford $800 an hour. So, yes, graduate. <laughs> okay. So now you guys can mingle around. Um, we're not doing this yet. I'm about to do some more raffles. So we have like 10, 15 raffles here to give away. So don't go anywhere. If you buy a raffle ticket, um, the raffle tickets are a dollar. So you can find me or the bread if you want to buy one for first house. Right now, do the ones that we already have. Um, it's like 15 more. So if you buy a raffle ticket, don't so you're right. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, she saw some raffle tickets. Put in the thing. It was kind of funny that you guys were doing that. You will get a little bit. Yes. I know you guys are taking pictures after step and repeat. So I'm going to try to pack up a little bit. Okay. Thank you, boo. I'm going to I'm going to Oh, Lauren. What would you like?
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Mad Diva Moments. This will now conclude this episode. And if you're interested in being a special guest on the show, have an interesting topic you'd like to discuss, something crazy has ever happened to you, we would love to have you on the show. Just be sure to reach out to us and we'll follow up with you. Thanks for listening. Everyone have an amazing day.